For the players, the pop culturist PlayStation podcast is fueled by the Manshake. I lost 30 kilos in 10 months using this meal replacement shake. If you want to support the show and Max and my weight loss journey, or to even start your own, click the link in the description below. The Manshake. Real blokes, real results. For the players. I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And this is for the players, the pop culture is PlayStation podcast for 40 years and playing PlayStation and eight plus years in that games meeting combined. I'd like to thank you for joining us in this PlayStation conversation. This PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on podcast services, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify and 9 a.m. on those YouTubes. If you'd like to take part in future conversations with us, come and check out our socials, Facebook, Discord, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those links can be found in the description below. If you want to join us as the conversation happens, head over to twitch.tv slash thepopculturist where you can uh, watch the show live, come part of the chat, be in the show. If you want to support the show, you can tell your friends, tell your family about this PlayStation pod. If you are listening to us on podcast services, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Pardon me. And a written review. And if you... (laughs) If you are watching us on YouTube, be sure to like, subscribe, leave a comment below. I endeavor to answer every single comment. If you want to support us financially, you can. Patreon.com slash popculture, as well as our merchandise store, popculture.com slash shop, where you can buy shirts and other assorted shit with our logos on it. Hey, man. Hey, man. What's going on? Oh, you know, same old, same old. Yeah, it's a bit of same old, isn't it? Yeah. Actually, so... I'll kick things off. So after I've been ranting for the longest time about vaccinations and mine getting cancelled and rescheduled and rah, 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 mm-hmm. I got my, my AstraZeneca shot mid-July. Yes. Which which means that uh, I would not normally be getting my second dose until mid-October. Yes. It seems like a really long time. And with the way that the government's moving forward of, you know, we want to hit these 70 to 80% fully vaccinated deadlines before we can, you know, start easing restrictions and all that stuff. Like, damn, you know, I'm going to be waiting ages. Everyone who's getting Pfizer shots now are going to be fully vaccinated before I get my second dose. This is, this is outrageous. (laughs) It is a little bit. Well, Victoria, where we live, has decided that 12 weeks... Is uh not nece- it's not necessary to wait twelve weeks now. Uh, Any time after six weeks for the AZ shot, you're good to go. Oh, that's what- good. So one of my friends uh, is a is a doctor, and I spoke to him like, "Hey, you know, should I should I wait out the full twelve weeks?" I'm like, "You know, I'm I'm halfway there. Should I just wait?" And he's like, "No, nah, man. If you can if you can get get booked in sooner, go for it." He's like, "You've you've you know you had your first dose eight weeks ago anyway." He's like. If you can get in, get in. So I rang the place. I'm like, hey, uh, I, I have an appointment mid next month, but uh, can, I, can I bring that forward? And they're like, how's next Monday sound? I'm like, next, next Monday sounds great. So I have one more week until I'm fully vaccinated. I'm very excited about that. Woo-hoo. Well, seeing is like, <clears throat> I know we discussed like every show for the last like three months has been about lockdown because that's what we're living in right now. But uh, yeah, so lockdown is life. <laughs> lockdown is life, and it's one of the and like the current rulings are once we this particular level of vaccination, things can go back to normal in some capacity, hmm. right? So well, like what, I like obviously I'm fully vaccinated as well, and, and now you yeah. will be very shortly um like yeah, fucking hey 
That way we can be back in this room together. <laughs> we can go places. We can go get chicken and waffles. Well, there, I was reading an article this morning. Apparently, our local area that we live in is as is, is currently leading the charge for vaccinations in Victoria. Well, that's because we have the big Ford factory where everyone just wanders in and gets fucking stabbed <laughs> and then leave. Like, it's a great venue. Great venue for, for vaccinations. <laughs> it's a great venue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the old walkthrough jab. Yeah. yeah, no, it's not too bad. It's pretty... Pretty pretty sweet out this way in uh, in Geelong, which is nice. Mm-hmm. But other than finally getting vaccinated, what what else is new for the week? Anything cool? Uh, not much. I took some time off this week. Uh, we had, I've had a rough couple of weeks uh, with stress, but obviously all the house stuff is now semi sorted. I've now got other house stresses that is stressing me out. Basically, uh, due to all these all these mix-ups and government grants that we've gotten they've they've lowered our interest rate which is a, which is a big yay you know mm-hmm. so our mm-hmm. our interest rate lowered from 3.4 to 2.4 so big yay but it's now screwed with our mortgage repayments so we, we got like an automated text message and they're like your first repayment will be x hundred dollars tomorrow i'm like that seems like too much that sounds like interest and principal and we should only be paying interest because we've got a building contract. Um, I ring my broker. My broker's like, here's, here's the direct number for the, the bank. Give them a call. Find out what's going on. Uh, I, I get the lovely automated message of, all our operators are busy. Be prepared to wait for two and a half hours. Well, I'm like, no, I'm not going to wait two and a half hours. I went into the bank. <clears throat> and then the bank's like, uh, due to some recent law changes, there's only some information we can give you. And we can't tell you exactly what you want to know. Contact your lender. I'm like, you are my lender. You are the one lending me the money. My name is on this loan. You are the lender. Please tell me the information that I need so the first mortgage repayment doesn't get screwed up. <laughs> and they're like, there's nothing we can tell you. I'm sorry. Contact your lender. So I go back like, to my broker. I'm a fucking lender. <laughs> I go back to my broker. I'm like, he's the account number for my loan. Can you please try and find out what's going on? 20 minutes later, he sends us a, he forwards a reply from the, from, from the bank. And they're like, yes, you are correct. X hundred dollars is too much. You should definitely be paying interest only as we have not fully funded your loan yet because you've only just bought land. If it does take out the full X hundred amount, please tell us so we can rectify that issue. It has now been a week and no money has come out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but when I log into my like net banking, it's like your next mortgage repayment will be due in zero days, and the and and your minimum repayment is zero dollars. I'm like, what? So I have no idea what's going on. They've given us our money. <laughs> I just don't know. And then a couple of days ago, the bank that we signed up with, because we bank with them already. They gave us a $500 cashback bonus that they've put into our account as well. So they're giving us more money, but not taking theirs. So there's just some awkward, like, I don't know what's going on. I'm currently sitting in in mortgage limbo of, they gave me the money. I own the land, but they're not taking repayments yet. I'm very confused. I too am confused. None of that checks in- out. But yay for lower interest rates, I guess. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so- low interest rates is, is great. I'm not... I'm not- adult talk i don't even know what mine is that's all all my wife she's the finance lady i just come in and do it yeah i was just 
Like, all I know is it's going to come out of my bank account at some point. Sorry. Mm. But wait, it's one of those things. Once it gets rolling, once the, you know, once the house is done, it's just fucking smooth sailings from then. Hopefully. You mean like, well, there's not much else that can go down, so it's it's pretty much done. Yeah, well, I I thought it was going to be smooth sailing for, to begin with, but it's been nothing but fucking problems. <laughs> <laughs> like, we started this process in November of last year. It's true, and we settled last week. Yeah, but like there has yeah, been a whole a whole pandemic in that time pandemic though. Pandemic in that time, yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, I enjoyed my time off. Um, kind of just did nothing my wife is lucky enough to have time off as well so we got to spend some time together which oh. is nice she's got uh she had all of this week all of this week off all of last week off and she has all of next week off as well so she's kind of just chilling lovely, lovely. Thing. Yeah. what about you how's your how's your week so my week has been interesting yeah. uh there are some some things i can't discuss on air just because it's it would be uh, unprofessional of me from a workplace perspective but, but, stuff yeah um just some <laughs> some challenges in the workplace that, that have been in, that have been interesting um <clears throat> I, I myself have some leave off uh next week i was been able, was able to score monday this coming monday the day that this goes live uh mostly because i was chatting to my boss and he's like hey i, I want to take uh this day off later in the month he's like well, why he's like oh it's my birthday and it's the first day of the nfl season for the new york giants so i want to watch it I'm like, cool. Can I have Monday off? It's like, why? Like, a he's like, he's like, here's a good three weeks leadway of I want a day off, and you're like, yeah, Monday, mate. I want Monday. Well, off. I spoke to him about a week ago about this. So there's essentially my our branch manager, so my, my boss's boss. Like, he knows that we're working real hard at the moment. He's like, you guys have too much. You guys are working too much. You're going over too too much you need you need to take some days Un, like paid days not annual leave just time consider it time in lieu take a fucking day chill like jesus christ take a day so that it's been on and off for the last couple for the last couple of weeks i'm like look there's a day coming up in september that i probably want to take some might, might take a day i still have my my packs leave in october but i'll pull that because there's no packs um so i was waiting on some final information which was uh whether friend of the show craig hit day off as well because monday at the time of record which is the day of this goes live is aew's all out and i was like well can i take all out off he's like oh yeah sure so all out i'm excited fuck i'm so excited like it's one of those it's one of those ones because AEW for the longest time have been having their shows on su- on Saturdays in America, so Sunday's our time, right? Which is the be- most beautifulest thing. And out of nowhere, they've started making it Sundays there. I'm like, can you fucking not? Because sun- a Sunday pay-per-view for me is the best possible option. Like, I can watch it here at home. I don't take time off work and no fuck arsing around. But uh, yeah, so I was able to swing the day off, which means very, very happy. Very happy. So we'll do that, and my son will still be around. And my, my my wife, I think, is working. So I, it'll be an interrupted viewing experience, but I'm I'm very happy to to still watch it nonetheless. Other than that, not a whole lot for me, man. My week uh, has been as regular as it ever has been. Uh, I said I'm still watching Sons of Anarchy with Craig as well. We've been like date nighting it almost every night and watching movies, watching the series together. Last night was the uh the thing that i knew that was coming have you watched sons of anarchy uh some not all okay so there is a particular (laughs) character of mine that is my absolute favorite to me he is kind of the heart 
and soul mm-hmm. of it. And he's a character that's had a lot of a lot of turmoil in his time in the show. And their character sees a demise in, in a particular episode, right? Season five, episode three. I can tell because it's it haunts me. So watching it again last night with Craig, knowing full well that it was coming in that episode, like I was just a ball of anxiety because I knew it and I knew how it would make me feel. I knew yeah. it would be bad. And sure enough, when that when that time came in, I am just a mess. I'm talking like... like <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. I'm a mess. Like, I'm like hard crying, like fucking in the chest. Mm. Like, not like the sobs. I'm like out, outwardly just fucking weeping. Weeping. And it's insane because I watched that episode when it aired nine years ago, almost to the day. And it was it was just insane how like I am rewatching the show in such quick succession now compared to watching it week to week like I did back in the day. It's just how hard this character hits and how hard that story is. And I'm just like, yeah, it was bad. Like, but don't get me wrong, I I'm, I'm not ashamed of it in any way. Um, because I said I I I love the show can make me feel that way. I love that any show can make someone feel that way. I think that's incredibly important. Like, there's not 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 enough tv hits people in, in the right way but it's all good uh yeah absolutely love it anyway max we've been playing uh not much this week so uh i'm still playing destiny 2 yeah you will. yeah it, it's um it's the game that i keep coming back to and uh like i've been saying over the last couple of weeks with this new week-to-week storytelling that they're doing it does give me a reason to come back each week still on that level grind now that the, the new season started last week so they've upped the, the, the level cap so doing all that fun stuff uh the other thing i've been playing is i dove back into ghost of tsushima <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh so i finished the first island raided the raided the castle rescued the rescued the guy that i needed to rescue and then i got the blip of hey now that you're on the second island come party on Iki Island. I'm like, okay, sounds good. Got on my horse, rode over there. Um, uh, you do it. So you do this, this, this little quest before you, you gain access and they introduce, um, what I noticed to be a, a new enemy type. They have shamans now because why not? Uh, basically they stand there and chant and then all, they, they just like buff all the, all, all the enemies around you. So they just, like they just start attacking erratically and they're a bit stronger they move a little bit uh, a little bit differently to what they normally do interesting so you clean that up and then you jump on the boat and you you sail to the island yeah um you kind of shipwreck get on there the first thing you do is you're like where's my horse because you've taken your horse with you for some reason nice (laughs) on this boat trip you find your horse uh the area is I found it to be, um, it's so much more wildlife. Oh, cool. On this island. So, the, you know, you, yeah, you land on the beach and you start walking and there's just, there's monkeys everywhere and they're, they're doing their own thing. It's really cool. Uh, aesthetically, it's very similar to the main, the main area for Ghost of Tsushima. So it's not is, like, uh, uh, the art sign is it any different. So there's like different, no, the, different foliage. It seems to be, it seems to be more, uh, 
there is different foliage and stuff, but obviously it, it does seem to be more populated with... It's not, it doesn't seem to be as densely populated because it is a small, self-contained island, mm-hmm. which is not necessarily a bad thing. So I've done uh, a little bit of the story uh, content for that. So uh, when you first go to that, uh, when you first go to do this quest, it's like, hey, you're going to be stuck here until you finish. You can't leave the island until you've until you've completed your task. Yeah. And then it gives you the and you're like, are you sure you want to proceed? I'm like, yeah. And then it's like, hey man, just to let you know, this this content is difficult. The enemies you face will be harder than that that you've faced so far. Are you sure you want to commit to this? I'm like, yeah, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Get absolutely destroyed by the first set of dudes that I see. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I may have made a mistake here. I didn't. It turns out I'm just bad at the game. Because uh, I, I have been you... wondering that, because I had the same thing with, when we were discussing last week about how returning to the game and it's and you're kind of like forgetting how to mm. play it. So one of my friends, friend of the show, Noodle, he's he got the platinum trophy for the base game and for 100%ed the Iki Island expansion. So I said to him, like, hey, am I going to be doing myself a disservice if I play the expansion first? I'm not going to be like rock up there and it's going to be like a party. I've rescued all the people that I'm supposed to rescue and they're all just hanging out. Charlie's like, no, there's no, there's no spoilers. That oh, that's the, one of the reasons is, I've been avoiding it. Yeah. The story is this own self-contained thing. And it's really cool. It, it's more of a, it gives a little bit more of a backstory into who Jin is and how he became who he is. You'll learn a bit more about his father and, and stuff like that, which is really cool. Uh, so I'm about, I've spent about four hours in the expansion area so far. I just fought my first big boss. I kind of got a little bit distracted. I was doing the, uh, the, the, the legend tales. I think there's like, um, basically storytellers around campfires tell of these legends and you can go seek them out. So I, I found this armor set that was, uh, owned by this this fearsome pirate i kind of went through this lagoon i went swimming through this this uh this brightly lit lake into a cave system and found this this pirate's treasure and i had to fight his essentially like ghost and it was really cool and i've worked out that i play this game too much like assassin's creed to be any good at the boss fights every time i have a one like all these boss fights are very proper samurai jewels and they all absolutely wreck me until i work out the pattern of their attacks mm. i'm so used to like running through and like smoke bomb stab and just assassinating everyone i'm very i have a very lack of honor when playing this game i i, I find that i play this game a little pro- probably a little bit too much like that of assassin's creed probably the closest game that's that's similar uh, which is fine because I I enjoy playing it that way, but it it does do me a disservice when I have to do those those one on one jewels. I f- I do find it sometimes difficult, um. But the the retries are fairly forgiving, and once you once you do get nice. to know that pattern, it does it does make things a little bit easier. I have to remember that I get, that red means dodge, not block. Yeah, yeah, red is the unblockable <laughs> e attack. So very similar to yourself, I have been spending some time with Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut as well. Uh, we should also specify, as we as we do every time, the code was provided to us by PlayStation, PlayStation Australia for a review. Uh, I, unlike you, I still have not gone to Iki Island uh, because, as expected, I was in, instantly distracted by anything else. 
uh, where I was playing it and it was like, hey, there's all these farms that need to be cleared out. I'm like, I can clear out farms. And then I started clearing out the farms instead. And then it's like, hey, I haven't explored this corner of the map. Maybe there's something there that I haven't seen. So I started clearing like the, the fog of the map. And mm. I'm like, why am I just riding around in a fucking field trying to clear a map? What am I doing? And then I'm like, oh, a fox den. And then I wander, <laughs> and I wander over there. Like, hey, hey, Mr. Fox, what's going on? That's pretty much been my life in uh, in Ghost of Tsushima. It was the same when I played it the first time. It's same in the director's cut. There is still all like, as in terms of myself, everything I said about it last week is still relatively the same because the big difference about talking about it this week was the was the plan for the Iki Island uh, mm. as well as the um, the uh, legends stuff so yeah i've not gone to Iki island yet either mostly because i was under the impression that it would be some end game story shit or it would at least expect you to be of a particular level and or whatever skill set and i was like well i barely i'm playing the game again now and i'm barely like okay at it right so i'm not gonna like jump on it right now but uh it sounds like at least with noodle you know with noodles uh involvement he's like hey you know do it a little you probably can go for it now which i think mm. i might um because one thing that, that I would really need out of Ghost of Tsushima is more around Jin because Jin is so boring and yeah. un- just unexciting as a person. Like there's not a whole lot of character oomph to him for me, um, even the time that I have played. So if the if the entire island is very much littered in his backstory, to me, then I want to know that. I need to know more about him, make him more enticing for me. Mm. but well, like uh, I said, before we started recording we had, a, we had a small chat and i mentioned that um i find Jin doesn't even stick to his own convictions like at the start like every every time something um like a like a big moment happens you have one of those flashback scenes and it explains why he feels the way he feels like he's got he has that samurai code of honor and then early on in the game you meet you meet a thief and she's like i need you to help me save my brother the blacksmith he'll be able to craft you the things that you need and he's and you're like well i'm 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 looking at gathering allies this seems like a a really good option to me and she's like we can't just storm the gate we can't just walk through they're going to decimate us we're going to be sneaky we're going to take them down something like i can't do that and then you do it he's like eh it's not a big deal yeah instantly backflips on his code of honor and and like and i've noticed um other characters comment on it from time to time. They're like, hey, you, you know, you're a samurai. You shouldn't be doing that. And you're like, eh, smoke bomb stab. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, I, I too forget about my he's samurai very, convictions. He's very, he's very loosey-goosey with his, <laughs> with his code of honor. Like, I kind of just walk in. I'm like, what can I stand on and shoot at? All right. Pew, pew, pew. All right well, like, just... like I, I, you walk in, you do your standoff. And the standoff's really cool. And then you, you get your three instant kills. And then the rest of the group just rushes. And you're like, smoke bomb. And you're just like throwing kunais and like throwing bombs at people. You're blowing up barrels. You're like, samurai. <laughs> it's tough uh, to make as, a samurai game because any other play of playing it is more exciting. Uh, as for the as for the multiplayer, the legend stuff. Um, it dropped like a, this morning at time of dropped, recording. So it dropped today at, at time of recording. So the release date was September third. So it makes sense that us in Oz get it. The, the day after because you know we're from the future yeah but um so uh with, with it i believe a, a challenge mode for the raid has come out so the four of us who did it 
uh, to begin with when it when it first released uh, a few years back or last year or whenever it released. We're like, oh, we're going to do it again because we really enjoyed it. We only ever did it once. We're like, let's do it again. Turns out one of us didn't upload their save data from their PS4. Rad. And he's like, I'm like, well, just just plug your PS4 back in. He's like, ah, oh, it's out in the garage now. It seems like too much effort. So instead, he's replaying it from the start and leveling back up and re-gearing back up instead of just the five-minute walk to the garage to upload his save. Fuck so that. we've been playing. We've been playing a little bit of the of the of the uh, basically the survival waves. I have noticed that. Uh, so it it's it's in three tiers. So bronze, silver, and gold difficulty. Each have their own challenge rating, and then obviously you get better loot the higher tier it is. It used to be fifteen waves for bronze, twenty for silver, and twenty five for gold. That that's how they used to make it difficult. You had mm-hmm. you just had to survive longer. They've gone away with that and everything's 15 waves now, which makes the game incredibly better. Because 25 waves used to take like an hour and a bit. Damn. Like it's, it's a big chunk of, big chunk of time. So it was a really good improvement that they dropped that back down to 15 in alignment with everything else. They just made the enemies hit harder, have more health, uh, stuff like that. Game's still really fun. Uh, I look forward to jumping into. We'll probably play a bit of it uh, tonight at time of recording. So they added the the weapon masterwork. So mm-hmm. previously the gear score maxed out at 110. Uh, you can now up it to 120. Uh, along with this, there there are now new skills for each of the four classes, and they are predicated on. Uh, they unlock by doing master like master working your gear essentially. Uh, so each time you masterwork something, it's like, hey, you've got to do a certain thing. So um, mine was complete one of the optional quests in any of the online story modes. Mm-hmm. Easy. Uh, friend of the show, Cass, he, his first one was survive 15 waves in the wave shooter. Which, again, very simple. They don't seem to be overly difficult. It's just go and do this task, and then you can re-roll another piece of gear up to 120. Uh, and then once you once you've done five, which is, I think is a full set of gear, you'll unlock all the all the new abilities for each class. Uh, so the the main class I play is the hunter. Uh, so the first one I unlocked was um, you get to equip an extra legendary piece of gear. So like most games, you can only you can only have one legendary piece of gear equipped because they they generally have one perk that makes them very useful mm-hmm. so up until this point i used the the bow that on headshots arrows ricochet to nearby enemies which is really good okay. uh, now that i now that i can unlock a second one i now can use my master katana which unlocks all stances at once so when you play online you you uh depending on what weapon you pick uh, what sword you pick you're generally limited to one or two stances max which is difficult because all four enemy types are in the game at mm-hmm. once. And and you do need to kind of dance, dance to, to be, be useful. So having this sword that allows all four stances, kind of kind of useful. Um, so I look forward to diving into more of that. You'll hear more about that next week from me. Hopefully by then I'll have re-completed the raid. Not that I remember how to do it. So that'll be, that'll be a fun relearning curve because... Despite the fact that we've done it once, does not mean we're going to be able to do it again. <laughs> I, I have I have faith in you, so I think you can get there. I think you can get it done. Uh, but yeah, so far, yeah, the, the, I've I've really been enjoying my time with the Iki Island. Yeah. I've just 
I've, I've had to put myself in that mindset of if the mission is close to a fast travel point, I'm going to fast travel because otherwise I'll get distracted. Yeah, I'm going to have to do the same thing, I think. Which, which is a real shame because there's so much fun and interesting stuff to find. Mm. But I find myself getting lost in its lost in the game's environment yeah my, yeah okay, the way my brain so much to do the way my brain works like any of those little side distractions i'm instantly off um yeah. and that's not handy for me um it's, if anything it just makes it even harder for me to finish the game it's the same problem that i have with uh, assassin's creed as an example um when it comes down to uh you know like you know you don't have to clear the area but i'm like yeah but i kind of need to it's it's funny it's it's the same thing with with a lot of games that have these these pressing story components where it's like i have to rescue my son i have to rescue my father i have to rescue my uncle or i could follow this bird and see where that takes me yeah but... and then there's some bamboo over here that needs to be cut um there's some archery challenges over here and i'm going i'm going to go write some poetry i'll just i'll just get to my dad when i get to him i guess like, yeah like he'll, he's still gonna be around i mean he's not leaving his 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 captivity it's gonna be fine he's gonna be there waiting for me when i get there like he's locked up now he'll be locked up later like <laughs> yeah. it's such a bizarre you know yeah nice well i've had I, i've touched a little bit of a couple of different games this week so pro predominantly uh i have been a bit more of the hades which i'm still in love with i've done about 20 runs now 21 runs mm -hmm. i think killed like 2000 dudes or some shit uh i'm Ooh. this close to unlocking the final like the eight because there's like the f eight weapons isn't there six six, six. three at the top and three down the side. yeah so i'm about to unlock well actually at the end i think this run because I, I stopped as i came out of my last run but i should have enough keys to unlock the last weapon which is mad and now i'm just kind of spending gems on shit in the thing because i i just can't get past that fucking scent that minotaur so are you for, are you getting stuck at it the first time you meet it or the second? I time? I haven't I haven't got past him yet. Okay, okay. It's like cause I get to him and then he just starts running at me and I'm, I dart yeah. out of the way, I dart dart dart, and then I attack him and then I it's almost like the second he can he one hits me almost. Yeah, because he's just intense and eventually I'll get there. And I'm like it's it's not once again not unlike Returnal, which is just a hard roadblock for me. I keep wanting to come back to to Hades because it's just awesome fun. Uh, additionally, I have been playing a couple uh, other games that are more for more for review. Uh, one of them being uh, this little independent game called Action Arcade Wrestling. So this was the code was provided to me via uh, via the developer. I remember seeing it a while ago and being like, "Oh yeah, well, that looks dumb. Give me a go." And that's pretty much what it is. It's this cool little uh, side, like it's like a side. It's a it, it's it's a somewhat 3D, two, so 2D view, but somewhat 3D fighter, oh, right? Oh, 2.5D. Yeah, in the same way that Tekken allows you to move forward and back in the stage, but not, yeah. in, a not in a spin. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like... So, kind of like those old school uh, brawlers. Yeah, kind of, yeah, yes. Yes, like an old school brawl. Like, an, like a Streets of Rage, yeah. Uh, yeah. like Double Dragon-esque sort of thing. So, it's a side yeah. shot. There's the ring in the middle. You can you can go in and out of the ring, but it is kind of very much you face that person, you face that person, and then go for that. Uh, added, so, 
with they add it's cool then the arcade part of it is a hundred percent accurate like there is there is exhibition matches there is con there is creator matches there's ring creators whatever so like straight up they're like look i clicked on the the content the the content creator thing and it's just like hey we are not responsible for anyone fucking makes all right like we give you the tools if you happen to make copyright material it's on you and then I go, okay, sure, whatever. And then I'm seeing like Kenny Omega, I'm seeing Kane, I'm just seeing any fucking, any wrestler for any other promotion. And then you go into the arenas, and it's the same message. And then it's like, I'm like, yeah, sure. And then it's like SummerSlam and WCW and like, it's just littered with, uh, you know, other fucking yeah, wrestling I mean, brands. They, they knew what was going to happen. It's they like- did. <laughs> So, it, so there's no like campaign or story driven part of it it is yep. essentially just exhibition matches like 1v1 or 2v whatever and you can have a number of a number of uh, supporter players or CPUs uh, I have, I've had a little bit I ran through the tutorial I ran I played with the creation suite a little bit and I had a couple of goes uh, at the at the exhibition matches it is very simple in the idea it's mostly using the face buttons and different combinations of pressing the face buttons you know left mm-hmm. right it is an arcade it's the equivalent of having an arcade stick right like yeah, it's yeah. just pressing these two buttons pressing this with the left and right and whatever so it is beautifully simple the art style is very interesting it's it's a more of a harder heart you know you know how like the the uh uh the the borderline borderland style hard lines you know ex- yeah yeah cartoon yeah. look it is that, but like jacked up a bit more. Now you you may not remember this, but there was some Goosebumps games back in the day. So there was Escape from Horrorland, and there was a was it Attack of the Mutants or something. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that game? Vaguely. All right. Well, it's very similar artistically. Okay. So it's a, it is very cartoony. It's very hard line. Very simple coloring. Um, but uh, to me, that really works in the arcade space. Yeah. Uh, which I really quite like. So it is, it is, it is a shallowish experience so far, but it never promised to be anything huge. So my expectations yeah. aren't like, oh, okay. I was like, oh, this is kind of what I thought it was going to be. And if I just go in and have a bunch of silly matches with myself and a CPU, sure. Then it's it's literally ticked all the boxes that I wanted. Yeah. Um, and I was, I will spend some more time with it. But as of right now, I'm like, yeah, cool. This this is kind of fun. I want to make. I'm going to keep making. Cur- Make, making characters you know having some sort of campaign would be nice but but once again you know most arcade games do not have that or at least some sort of like tower level or something would be cool yeah in the same way that tekken never really had oh uh, tekken has like a story a, like a royal rumble yeah well they, yeah they had different things like that. i mean even like a um like tekken back in the day it's like well you have 18 fights and by the end you take on Hihachi and then you then you you successfully yeah, yeah. beat the game that same concept would have been cool but that's wasn't here in this case. Okay. Uh, additionally, as I as I think I said at the start of the show, my neck giving me the shits because for the first time in the longest time, I pulled the VR out. So, oh. I, I we were provided a code for I expect you to die to the thief and the liar. So it is a sequel to I expect you to die, which. Uh, the easy way to explain it is they're almost like escape rooms, right? You are a spy and you get into a scenario where you have to escape out of this room or achieve the mission uh, in the quickest time that you can. So after what felt like the most bullshit time to set up 
VR because I know why I haven't played VR in a while. There is just so many cables. There is so much bullshit. I have to move this whole room around. I have to push tables out of the way. I've got to reposition cameras. I've got to plug 11 things in. And then because there's only three USB slots on the, uh, on the PS5, right? One of them is now taken up by the camera. Previously not an issue because there was a camera port on the PS4. Sweet. Now, I, and then I have an external hard drive plugged in the back of it that holds my PS4 games. Mad. Except, I don't know. Hey, let me think. Uh, I expect you to die is a fucking PS4 game because there's no native PS5 VR games. Well, I guess I better leave that plugged in then. I can't use my fucking new, new sweet wireless headphones while playing this game because it takes up a USB slot when the fucking breakout box is a USB slot. Ah! And then to make matters worse, my son was annoying me as I was trying to... He's like, what's this cable do, Dad? What's this do, Dad? I'm like, just let me... Look, this is hard <laughs> enough as it is. Let me just cable it up, all right? And then we'll go from there. But once I got into the game and the move controls were working, it's the game is, is great. It's fantastic. So I believe there's about six missions to it. I've completed three um, at the time of recording. Uh, it is good. It's real good. Like, so there, there is a bit more of a story to it than there were previously. Um, where previously it was like, here's a mission. And then you would go back to your, the, the head office and then you would go back to another mission. Like there was a semi thread between them, but not like it, it certainly wasn't anything. It was mostly here's bit by bit. Uh, in the, in the, the, the thief and the liar, they have upped the ante a little bit, even in terms of the locations, they feel more, in, they feel more involved. They feel like there is a more, there's a couple extra steps to getting it done. Mm-hmm. It does feel a bit more intricate, like as in they've taken the idea of what they delivered in the, in the first and they've added to it in the same way. The job simulator was really cool. And then they became, when they opened it up with vacation simulator, you're like, Oh, there's so much more you can do in this space. Like it's still the same idea. You, you're still stuck in your seated position and you reach reach the things around you and you unlock puzzles and you dodge bullets and lasers and shit and like it's all those all those same beats but it just feels like there is more right and to make to make it even fun because of that campaign that i was talking about there is a villain uh there, there is uh oh uh Jun- juniper I believe it's a Jay Juniper is the name of the one of the characters you deal with as well as someone called the Fabricator. Uh, Juniper is voiced by Will Wheaton, which is fun because when the opening credits kick in, it's this cool three you know three D experience. I'm like this is fucking amazing, and it's like voice cast Will Wheaton. And I'm like, oh fuck, Will Wheaton. I don't. That, that's okay, cool. That's a voice I like to hear. So as you know, it starts up and you hear his voice and he's chatting away and. Yeah, it's, it's very very cool like, i don't think it's a, i think six is looking at the the way the game is set up so so uh previously it was video film reels and this one it's almost like betamax cassettes um and there's the spot on the when because you, you're in your main hub is the back of a van in that mm-hmm. van there is a rack that has the missions that you've done and this looks to be about six spots so i'm assuming that there's no more than six i said i've done three so you know cool i got and that and that would do that for about two hours so i reckon there's at least another two hours in it for me which from a vr experience for like four or five hours it's pretty good yeah that's a good time um yeah just it it's just like there was even times where in, in the exact and the exact thing that i wanted with this in terms of that complete escape room-esque feel like there are times where i'm sitting there and i literally have to go 
Huh. Like, you know, you have all the tools in front of you, which, you know, if you've ever done an escape room, that's what happens. Eventually you get to the point where all the tools are in front of you and you go, how the fuck do I use these? Yeah. And that's what I loved because it was especially the second, it was the second mission. Yeah. The second mission specifically. So you lower, uh, you're trying to break something out of a house and you lower down and you're in front of a desk and that you have to intricate your way through this desk. And I have all these tools in front of me and I'm like, I think I've used every possible thing here. Where, where is the hurdle that I'm having? But then I eventually sussed it out. And it was all good. I'm not going to tell you because they're spoilers. I am very mm. good at busting out spoilers in this show. Don't get me wrong. But um, that one I'll keep on the show. But no, I highly recommend it. Um, even though I haven't finished it yet, uh, I will push my way through it. In a, It's just more of setting the VR up. That's the biggest yeah. hurdle. Um, it's oh, so inconvenient, man. It's just so ball bags. Yeah, hopefully the revision is one cable just one single USB-C cable it's all, it's all I need just... that's that's the dream yeah beautiful well even if it's one cable to a breakout box to a one cable that's all we need yeah like if there needs to be a breakout box I understand if there needs to be a breakout box because maybe there's some external power that you know external grunt that's needed but not like three plugs in the back to you know you say HDMI run around and then a bunch of other things out the front. Like it's too many cables. Like it actually deters you from playing it. It does for me anyway. Uh, I don't think there was anything else I played this week. I think that was it. Oh, Monster Harvest came out this week, which I haven't picked up yet. Um, which is a bummer. I haven't played. I, I, was, I was hoping to pick it up and I was like, oh, I'll get to it eventually. And then I just haven't, which is this weird kind of uh, har- uh, farming game mixed with Pokemans. We'll, we'll see how we go. But anyway, before we get into the into the, the news section, uh, let's have a that's that's let's do the part of the show where we talk about uh, our get less fat update. So in 2020, I lost over 30. Well, between now and 20 from sorry, start that again. From 2021 to now, I've lost over 35 kilos using a product called the Man Shake. It's a meal replacement shake uh, made out of here in Australia, where uh, where I am an ambassador for. It supports this show, and Max himself has started his journey. This year in 2021, he's lost close to 15 kilos. So what we have this almost 16, almost 16 kilos. Uh, So we do this section each each and every week to keep us accountable uh, on our journey. So Max, obviously this week went well for you. If you're pushing 16 kilos lost now. Yeah. So um, back at work, just eating better. uh, Not using the shakes as much, uh, which is annoying <laughs> i i often find myself despite the fact that they're so easy to make i often find myself like oh, i don't really feel like a, sh- a liquid meal today mm. I'll, I'll make like a, a salad roll or something so although i am uh not not shaking as much i am being more conscious about what i eat and and that's fine i'm not, I'm not snacking as much well, yeah, because the shakes are like they are a Kickstarter to what would become ideally yeah. a lifestyle change, right? The idea is you're not going to be on the shakes forever, because yeah. that's that is um, unsustainable. Um, but they are there to help you in that in that interim period, and that's what that's where we're at. Like I, I'm still going on them because they're a part of my routine now. It's part of my day, yeah. and I don't think too much about it. I'm like, yeah, cool, sweet, all right, that's easy. Um, yeah, I'm still, I'm still about the exact same where I was. I, I do think this is the little weight that I will sort of sit around unless I really makes me the drastic changes or in terms of exercise or, or I don't know. Like I said, I, I'm 
hitting everything they've ever done and I'm still steady at this weight. So there will come a threshold of what your body yeah. is meant to kind of sit at. Um, and I'm a, as a bigger frame dude, I'll always be bigger. I'm never going to be, I don't think I'm gonna ever going to be like 80 kilos or something. I don't think it's ever going to happen. Um, but there is still room to move, of course. I can still lose weight. But it's just steady. Obviously, obviously, your your uh, with with the lockdowns at the moment, you know, you're not not being able to go to gym and yeah. all that stuff is is. Yeah, and plus with my change of my role, I'm working more. I am working longer, so the time that I would normally piss off to go home to go to the gym, like even that before when the gyms were sort of open, um, there was a rough. It was like tough for me to get there in time before coming home to make sure I see my kid before he goes to bed and all that stuff, and uh, weighing up those options, you know, because of that lifestyle balance, it is. Yeah, you know, do I want to go see my son before he goes to sleep, or do I want to run the treadmill? I'm like, well, I'm going to see my son. Got to do them five a.m. gym, five a.m. Yeah, gym that's, that's not happening. That's absolutely not happening. <laughs> yeah, end of the day, it is for me. It has to be the end of the day because they, then I go and I'm done, and then I can then I'm then I'm in complete relaxed mode for the day, for the rest of the night. But uh, but yeah. So if you want to support Max and I on our weight loss journeys, you can just head into the, the link in the description. That is bitly bit dot ly slash ftp manshake. You don't have to buy anything just by clicking the link you support the show but if you do want to start your own journey you can do from down there all right max let's get to the section we call inform the players we tell you about what happened this week in playstation oh well let's kick off with some sony news then fucking huge news after all the rumors of a sony state of play coming in august august came and went with nothing from sony however out of nowhere this week Sony dropped the announcement with a save the date. PlayStation, uh, there will be a PlayStation broadcast happening next Thursday, the 9th of September at 9 p.m. That is 6 a.m. Friday morning for us Aussies. Uh, over on the PlayStation blog, Sid Schumann gives a vague idea of what to expect. The showcase will, quote, include updates from PlayStation Studios and some of the industry's most imaginative developers for games releasing this holiday and beyond. The blog states also states that viewers should, quote, stick around after the presentation to get more updates from some of the studio teams featured in the showcase. No new PSVR stuff will be shown or spoken about. Yeah. So in the in the email blast that I got, yeah, it was pretty much the, exactly that. They're like, very clear, no PSVR 2 shit and happening. But that's it. Mm. Normally, they specify other things, like you will not be seeing this, you will not be seeing that. So the idea of just not PSVR kind of leaves it open to almost anything else. Yeah. So, Max, as the title of the episode is, let's have fun with this. Let's take some time. Let's predict this motherfucker. What is it that you want to see? Well, actually, there's a couple of ways. Let's, let's look at what what we think uh, in terms of uh, ex- expectations what so kind of like what we want need and and uh, like out of the blue. Edu- educated guesses versus yeah educated guesses things that we 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 think will happen and then just balls to the wall shit mm. so what what from an educated guess how do you see it going uh i think that be- because we saw nothing of horizon at Keely's event last month but they came out and said we've got a firm release date now I have a feeling that there will be a presence of Horizon Mm -hmm. I think we will possibly see a small teaser of God of War Mm -hmm. 
I have a feeling we will see a small teaser of Marvel Spider-Man Two or whatever that. Ooh, is. that's 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 a. Oh, you call that, that that's in your educated guess category? Yeah, yeah. With Insomniac having wrapped Ratchet and Clank, I have a feeling that they will have something to show already. Okay. It'll be a team, something very small, but I have a feeling we could see we could see Spoods. Interesting. Uh, I don't know what else I think we will see. Oh, from an educated guess standpoint, for me, it looks as if. So Horizon will be a big in. I think we'll see and maybe some more gameplay potentially or, or, so, or there would be enough to showcase because the way I see these showcases working is the same way as last year. So let's look at the next 12 to possibly 18 months now with the pandemic, right? Let's 12 to 18 months what they're shooting for. So think about anything releasing within the, the, cal- the 2021, sorry, 2022 calendar year and possibly rolling into 2023. So with that in mind, Horizon is 100% in there, in there. There will be some more footage in some way, maybe some more context around the story because the last trailer that we saw was just more of a gameplay showcase sort of thing, right? Yep. It's like, here's some context, here's what it is there. So potentially a story trailer of some capacity um, just sort of hinting at what's to come, which would be cool. Uh, GT7 will be present. Um, now, I... There's been some uh, uh, contention around when it is going to drop within the year. I said I've I've said this prediction before, and I'm going to lay it down now as well. I think that it is June of next year, or my tentative date. It'll show some car racing, whatever, and then just say June 2020, June 2021, which to me is expected. 22. Sorry, fuck. What year is it? Yeah, 22. Uh, and then there will also be a teaser. For, God, for what will become God of War. Now, when I say teaser, I mean as in you, we likely won't see... We likely won't see Kratos or story beats or anything. I think it'll be very, very similar to... Uh, to the, the you know, like where we see the Omega symbol mm-hmm. and just the date. I'm expecting almost black, snow... Mm-hmm. Uh, Kray- uh, so Christopher Judge reprising his role as Kratos saying something and then it just goes 2022 or something or maybe yeah, a re- Leviathan, Leviathan axe will fly in smash the screen it'll release it'll give you the window <laughs> I was I was, thinking, I was more of like yeah like a, like the snow comes in and then it'll be like 2022 and then or it'll be like and we'll get, get a title a name for it which would likely be God of War Ragnarok or something equivalent and then <laughs> and then 2022 like no gameplay ain't seen dick that thing is so far away that is the back end of next year now I don't even think like I, I presume around October 2022 for that I don't think they will say that I think they'll just say 2022 yeah in this like you know the, the guess the they, they may they may say holiday 2022 uh, yeah holiday 2022 is probably the more likely outcome um one of the things that shane mentioned in the chat which was, was on my mind as well was ghostwire tokyo the I second completely forgot that that existed yeah the secondary bethesda uh exclusive playstation title uh time PlayStation exclusive title i should say uh i think that'll make a make a present a presence um, uh Buddy also in the chat, uh, Last of Us Two Factions, the multiplayer. No, that is my that is my want. That is not an educated yeah, guess. That I, is not an educated guess I mean, for me. We, I mean, we spoke about it last week. They've they've only just started like aggressively hiring yeah. for a, a multiplayer thing. I, it, it it makes me concerned that it's not coming out anytime soon. Yeah. So from an so from an educated guess standpoint, I think we'll see some more uh, Kenner because it is kind of right around the corner. 
Hey, I know I got delayed, but we'll see some more Kenner. Uh, Deathloop will probably be there for whatever fucking reason. You know, Deathloop, I've got some news of Deathloop. Deathloop received another trailer this week. Oh my fucking. How much more I, of that game? This, this trailer was basically just, uh, it was very short, it was about two minutes, two, two and a half minutes, and it was just, this is how we're using the DualSense controller. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't. Yeah, so I don't like that's kind of more of a jest. I don't think it'll show up in the showcase. It makes absolutely no fucking no sense to be in the showcase. It's just it's too soon. Like it literally releases next week. There are previews. Yeah, it's true. Like there are well, pre- apparently uh, there a uh, Death Stranding director's cut will be releasing its final trailer next week. Mm. Is it gonna is it gonna be debuting that at the, the Sony showcase? Potentially, it would it would make sense. Maybe there's some extra hinties in there for some other other things. Uh, what other ed- educated guesses I got there? I think we probably see Call of Duty there in some capacity. Um, Grand Theft Auto. Yes, I do. Probably. Yeah, Grand Theft Auto trailer for the release in November. Uh, that checks out as well from an educated guess standpoint. Um, yeah, probably a bunch of uh, sort of indie, a couple of independent titles, uh, just sort of some things that are coming in the next. Someone, next someone year. mentioned in the chat earlier about Blue Point. Yes, so that that falls us into the want section. So my want section is they now this could also fit into the balls to the wall section as well. It is that little bit of a blurred line there. Um, I do believe that they will announce the acquisition of Bluepoint in this uh, in this showcase. The re-announcement of the acquisition of Bluepoint. Yes, the, <laughs> technically the re-announcement of Bluepoint in conjunction with this Metal Gear Solid remake. Okay. Oh, look, we've gone balls. Look, we've gone balls. Like to me, that's where it, this this is where it is. Like it's a double whammy, right? It opens up the Konami thing, which we know it, which we believe to be in the background for the longest time. Uh, and additionally, it's exciting because it's fucking Metal Gear. That could maybe that could tie into you know the Death Stranding reveal some way. I don't know. Uh, it's probably unlikely, but uh, that would be cool. Uh, but yeah, having the blue point thing come in just so like, Hey, just to make things even cooler, we aren't, you know, we're making metal gear solid, uh, remake, uh, by blue point. And guess what? Blue point are now officially part of the PlayStation team. That's how I kind of see that going. Uh, my other want is, is factions or the last of us multiplayer, whatever they decide to call it. It, I, I want it to be there. I don't see it being in in the interim. Like it's, uh, as we said last, as we talked about last week, they are aggressively hiring for it right now. It is insane that it's a year on and we haven't seen it yet. But I don't think it's around the corner either. I think it is still a little while away. Um, maybe they'll tease it in some capacity. Um, but I don't. I, I'm also not very confident on that either. Uh, what other wants is there? What what, what other wants slash balls to the walls you got there, Max? Uh, from Soft are going to come out and drop Bloodborne Two. Oh, that's a big one. Now that, now that they're finished with Elden Ring, they're going to Bloodborne Two. <laughs> so, I mean, I doubt it, but that, that, that I is, I wouldn't mind seeing a, a um a second a second game from them. Uh, that is so I unlikely. Know. I know, right? I know. But yeah, but balls like my balls to the wall would be I mean, Spider Man. My, yeah. my, my want would be an, another Ape Escape, but now that Studio Japan's dead, mm. oh my God, not gonna happen. Maybe maybe a Sobi with uh, another Astrobot. Yeah, that, that'd be nice. That would be very nice, actually. 
Uh, Puck puts in the chat, long shots, Golem game, Gotham Knights, Plague Tale sequel, World War Z. Gotham Knights is going to be showing a DC at, fandom as well and, as the Suicide Squad game. So probably won't see that here. Um... Uh, let's, yeah. let, so let's have a look. So I did throw this out to the onto the social medias for the viewers of the show. So Shane Magiccast in the chat, uh, they jumped in on Twitter and said, "I'd like to see a rough roadmap between now and early 2023, which aligns with what we're thinking, which is cool." Uh, just seasonal windows for releases is fine. GT7 in the autumn, Forspoken in the winter, etc. Uh, oh, even think about Forspoken. Holy fuck. Um, I uh, would love to hear what Sony's response to Game Pass would, that Jim Ryan teased at the end of last year is all about. I don't see that. Um, mm. it, it would be cool, mostly because I still I still don't think they have one. Um, like they've said they have, but there's I don't think there's been any proof that they fucking have it. What's that? Um, what was that? Was it Capcom game that that was it the the PS5 showcase? That was it, Calypso, the Calyp- whatever. The Calypso, no, it wasn't the Calypso Protocol. It was something else. Um, no, the, Calyp- the, the Calypso Protocol was the Dead Space esque. Um, yeah. Pragmata was it? Pragmata. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yep. Yeah, Pragmata could be there. Uh, Final Fantasy sixteen could be could, could be there. there. <laughs> Buddy, what's some deep down? Get out of here. <laughs> they, they um i'm pretty sure they turned around and announced that they weren't even going to show anything final fantasy at tokyo game show yeah and i feel like they're not going to show it at tokyo game show they're not going to show it at sony's which so, i, I want to see more yeah. don't get me wrong i'll be stoked if they do but i i don't know uh it's not going to be a tokyo game show it seems shane like, so. also mentions hogwarts legacy i think that that's very 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 possible uh, a that was shown off at last year's showcase it's since been delayed uh, to coming out this year and also that game better do something seems it fucked me so hard in the draft this year um, I hope it, it's it's delivering in some capacity um, look yeah it's, it's it's this weird space like I have an idea of what I want but it's, it is only 40 minutes and being as I'm, I've discussed here many many times how I am a very cynical uh, I have a very cynical look at the games industry most of the time. So when everyone throws... It's, it's actually hard for me to throw big teasers out there because I'm like, I can't even believe it in myself. The Order 2? Yeah, from what? <laughs> because, like, look, we, we look at it... I did play myself in the draft, buddy. I, I did. I, I, I got ballsy after smashing Max in the first year, and then I, I got so ballsy that I ended up doing exactly what Max did, then doubling down on big games. Hang on, hang on. I want to point out that I got screwed by one game, and it's that, and that game is still screwing everybody. <laughs> no, but I mean, I mean, as in you relied on big games, and I, and I made the mistake of relying on big games, and it bit me even harder. Where you played it. You he's paid it safe. Cyber, he, says, he says sitting on his cyberpunk chair. <laughs> um, because yeah, it it is one of those things. Because if we look at what everyone's working on, uh, if, we, if we look at the studios, right, uh, and where they're at, and what they what where they could be working on something, like Insomniac just released two games. Like they are quiet. I don't. I I really don't see them announcing Spider Man Two. It depends. Like if it's still set in the same world the majority of their base nah, is arguably already I, built i would argue that if they release another game set in the same area 
it's going to be a bad it's be a bad call they need to do more they need to go somewhere else like yes yeah, spider-man hangs primarily out in new york and and you know i mean he's your friendly neighborhood spider-man it's not like he goes yeah, yeah, they're not they, making an, they're not making an avengers game they're making a spider-man game yes but if they very... need if they need to justify it be a sequel like because the same thing could be said for miles morales right but it's like it's a sequel but no it's expansion which is fine mm. because miles morales was fucking dope but if they are making a numbered sequel it needs to do more it needs to be more maybe it needs to go somewhere right you know i don't know where they would go or how they would extrapolate it but that would need to be that step in order for it to be a justifiable sequel because i'm sure they'll want to charge 125 bucks for it then they need to do and take it more. Um, we look at Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog with uh, uh, Last of Us Part Two a year ago, um, potentially working on this new sequel. I, you know, there was those rumor mills about the um, about the the Last of Us remake and the Uncharted remake. I don't think we'll see them here, uh, but it's it the potentially uh, Sony Santa Monica. We presume it will be whatever God of War uh we'll be working on i wish we what have got it what the tentative title is um i still kind of think cory barlog's not involved in ragnarok by the way um so there's that uh so is it because he, he, he tweeted this week that he finally got his xbox and now he's now he's an xbox boy no 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 <laughs> it's, it's just more of i kind of think he's working on another project with sony santa monica that isn't isn't that um so sony bend with the amount of fuck around they've had since days gone, I don't, I doubt they have anything to show. Uh, Sony London could be interesting in some way. There may be something working out of there. Uh, what am I missing? Team Asobi now, like we might see some Astrobot. Uh, Polyphony with uh, obviously GT7 coming out next year. They're pretty covered. Uh, Pixel Opus might be working on something with, you know, Concrete Genie being a good time ago. Uh, am I missing anyone? Uh, Sony, uh, Sony San Diego, like they're working whatever the next MLB is, and that's not going to be that not going to be shown. Am I missing anyone? Well, Nixus are a support studio. Housemark just Housemark just wrapped up Returnal, so they ain't doing shit. I think I've I think I've covered everyone. I think so. I'm pretty sure I've ticked all the boxes. But either way, it oh, do- they, it's not they, leaving they, a lot of room. I mean. They then, I don't know. They there could be second party, third party stuff. There. Oh yeah, but I'm talking because yeah. uh, yeah. as part of the material that I received about this, they were very much relying on this is a PlayStation Studios event. So to me, that makes me think about what the slate is around those first party studios. Um, and you know, because they all went so hard, in, oh, sorry, I thought Sucker Punch was the one I missed. They've just done Ghost of Tsushima. They've just done Ghost of Tsushima, yeah, Tsushima Director's Cut. Game, I'm pretty sure. Allegedly they're working on something, but even then that is a while away. Like they, like the load, the, the pumping of the load for the lack of a better expression happened so heavy in the last couple years of the PlayStation 4 that like, I remember even more asking like when launch comes around for the PS5, like, what can they do? Everyone's done everything. Like, it's just all quiet time. Because, you know, if you look at, like, Xbox were in that same position as well. They have a lot of great studios. And I'm really, really excited. Um, I'm really excited what they can do. But a lot of their studios, even the ones they just bought, had just released something. 
So we may not see the, 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 the bang for the buck for a little while. And I think Sony's it there as well. We may not see the bang for the buck from a PlayStation 5 perspective, at least for a little while. And as we talked about, like, I, look, what needs to happen is whatever they whatever they announce, which they won't, it needs they, they need to show just some PS5 shit. Why we should buy a PS5? Because right now there isn't. Every like the next three releases, which are Horizon, uh, God of War, and GT Seven, have all been confirmed to coming to both. So there is still no reason to buy a fucking PS4 in 2022. You know, a year and a half after it released, there's still no reason. So that's got to be sorted. That needs to be changed. They need to do something and be like, this is what's happening. And even then, there was a report that came out this week from a guy that used to work at TT Games or whatever about how even some of the Rift things that we saw in Ratchet and Clank aren't even that fucking PS5-y. You could do it on PS4. Yes, they couldn't have it look so good while they do it, but, the, you know, it's not that intense tech that they, that they claimed it was. Mm. So, right, it, it, and like, okay, well, then you look back and, like, how we looked at uh, Returnal. Returnal looked like it could have been done on PS4. Demon Souls. There is back-end code somewhere that shows that they were working at it on PS4. Am I saying like you know should have should they held the PS5? No, but they've also they they are making intentional business decisions for you not to rush out and get one because they know they can't meet meet the demand. Yeah. they need that is that is the key goal out of this if you if they if you don't come out of this showcase being like fuck i'm glad i got my ps5 or i really need a ps5 then that may be a problem hmm. personally uh in the chat crispy biscuit uh jumps in talked what where was it uh jedi fallen order 2 yeah that would be cool but i don't see it happening here uh and then puck goes playstation home 2 I think if they bring that back, it's a VR shared experience, very similar like Rec Room and and uh, what's that? Is it VR chat? Yeah, yeah, I reckon VR something chat. like that. Um, have I missed anything else in the chat? I don't think so. No, no let me kind of cover all the boxes there. But those that are viewing at home, let us know what you think will happen uh, in this PlayStation Showcase. Uh, it does come out. It's like six a.m. Friday morning. I'm gonna do the best I can to be up. I'm gonna stream that motherfucker. Why not? Now, Max, you'll be at work. I will be at work. So you'll be able to join me this time. But I'll, I, I'm happy to run that bastard solo. I'll be in here. You'll be like, oh, I'm really tired. And then we'll, we'll see what happens in, in the showcase. Um, I'm, I want to be excited. And as, 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 as I said, like I am very cynical. I want to come. I want to be excited in this showcase. I want to leave it just feeling good about the brand that we talk about on the show. The brand that is tattooed on my arm. These are the things that I I want I want to be excited. I want I want there to be just a moment of yes. You know what I'm saying? That's what that's what I want. Um, do you have any final thoughts before we change topic? No, I think uh, I Bloodborne Two, please. From soft, make it happen. Yeah, Bloodborne Two is probably like the. <laughs> I think everyone's will poo their pants at, at Bloodborne Two. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have the PlayStation Plus for September. Uh, the Play- PlayStation Plus titles for September. We have Overcooked, All You Can Eat for ps5 hitman 2 ps4 and predator hunting grounds ps4 the leak was 100 percent correct i'm not even mad about it like we didn't talk about the leak on the show but like uh, i almost bought overcooked all you can eat like two weeks ago because it was on sale glad i didn't um so i'm very happy with that personally 
Hitman's two, Hitman Two is good. Uh, if you own Hitman Three, you can add it in, play more. Because we, Hitman One was given free on PS Plus a couple like a year or so ago. So if you if you own Three, you've got all of it. Your all the missions. It's fantastic. And Predator Hunting Grounds could really use the benefit from players. Yeah, really good. Pretty straightforward on that one. But uh, let's transition, Max. Let's talk about THQ Nordic. So THQ Nordic has announced that they are that they will also be taking stage with their own showcase uh, this month on the seventeenth, and of course, Jeff Keighley will be hosting the event because that's what he does now. He just hosts events. Uh, a press release mentions, "quote The return of the legendary franchises, including some of, some for which fans have been waiting decades." to get their hands on a new installment and you can also expect to see sequels to beloved games we hope you are ready kids this is exciting because thq nordic own like eleven hundred thousand fucking studios so it mm-hmm. makes sense for them to come to a point where they're like all right well let's show everything that we've bought let's show what the future holds um i think they've just hit a, 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 a anniversary recently let me quickly check my emails because an email did come through about it where is it i think so uh where are you no i think it's gone it's lost in all the other emails i got that's fine yeah it's so many it's gone um but yeah so that yeah to me it's just there's 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 obviously a reason here yeah they've got like like you said like 1100 ips that they could pick from so who knows what it's gonna be yeah Uh, new spongebob game i guess Oof. sure are you ready kids Oh my god! <gasps> oh, what uh, are they? Are they doing the fucking fighting game? The Nick Nickelodeon fighting game? I don't know. It might be now. There's gonna be Su- SpongeBob Smash Bros. <laughs> well, there is. There's a Nickelodeon like Smash Brothers X game coming. Like cat dogs in it, and like uh, oblique, uh, 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 fucking oblique. No, Oblina, Oblina from Our Monsters is there. Like Nigel Thornbury. Uh, it's like all Nicktoons in this like beat 'em up game, which looks fun. Oh yeah, fair enough. Uh, we have uh, so we got some Midnight Suns news. So earlier this week, Fire Axis Games, the team behind XCOM, showed the first glimpse of gameplay for their upcoming title, Marvel's Midnight Suns. Uh, the combat uh, they showed off some of the combat, which differs from XCOM. Um, so XCOM being a tactical uh, turn-based. Uh, combat game in this it is still that tactical turn-based game but you have ability cards that are randomly added to your hand and you use those cards to activate the hero's abilities uh from what was shown battles will be fought in teams of three uh with the new super with the new superhero known as the hunter will always be in the team so that means you're limited to i guess the selection of two heroes to add to add to add to your team uh, the Hunter is a fully customizable, both cosmetically and with new skills and abilities. Uh, so uh, this, this this superhero was designed specifically for this game. And when not in missions, you will be able to explore the hub, which is known as the Abbey, where you can interact with other heroes, giving dialogue options and the chance to strengthen bonds with those heroes, allowing them to unlock new powers to be used in battle. Looks pretty cool. This has me more excited. A, because as as you guys know, I've, I, I've talked about on the show before, I've been uh, painting the Marvel Crisis Protocol, which is a miniatures game, which is funny enough, card-based. So it's a, it's a game, it's a console version of MCP. 
That's the shit that gets me excited. I'm like, I, the game that I can't play with anyone right now because of fucking lockdown, I can, I can play a, a, a digital version of it. Yes. Yes, please. Mm. Yes, please. But, because um, I know this probably will, this style of game seems more of a max game than a Betson game. Yeah, I'm, I'm super, super keen for, I mean, card-based combat is great. Tactical combat, great. Marvel superheroes, great. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely keen to check this out. Well, because I think the, the 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 greatest thing about a turn-based game like this is, especially when it comes to Marvel, right? Like you, you, it's so easily understandable which characters do what. Like you are literally mm. just working with a bunch of specialists, and that yeah. I think that that really helps you make the team that you want to make from a tactical it does, perspective. It does bum me out that it seems to be. I mean just just from like like extrapolating from the footage that we've been shown does seem to be three-man parties and if the hunter is your player character throughout the game who who must be in each team you're only getting to pick two heroes to add to that true that that does seem a little underwhelming yeah look that part is a little bit disappointing i I would i would admit that um because you can't you can't have this really cool you know intense uh, a squad of super yeah. soups but like i do i think that you'll either likely be in a bunch of different scenarios that require you to swap those teams in and out or you just find the ones you like and run with it like yeah that's there's the two only real two ways that it's that it's going to go um i'm excited from a story perspective you know i think you take it on lilith as the is the big the big bad like you're yep. your own custom character um i'm intrigued i watched the trailer again last night when i was in bed i was like oh, i'll watch this again and i was like yeah, no, kind of cool. I like the artistic uh, of, of it all. I, you know, Doctor Strange looks mad. All these little details, like Blade looks dope. Wolverine looks dope. Like it's 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 hitting a lot of boxes for me that I I, I probably will love it until I play it and I'm like, ooh, that's not a Betson game. <laughs> but we'll wait and see on that one. Yeah. Uh, Dead Space, Max. Uh, earlier this week, Motive showcased some of the recently announced Dead Space in an early pre-production dev build, they showed off some changes made to the title with dev commentary. A big mechanic from Dead Space was the dismemberment, and it looks like Motive are doubling down on it. You can shoot out a foe's leg, and they significantly slow it. They slow down, take out its arms, and it won't be able to attack you quite as easily. Unsurprisingly, the release's upcoming PS5 reimagining will uh, will additionally double down on those elements with a pre-production live stream earlier today, stressing that dismemberment will be a deeper and more disgusting uh than ever before so they're doubling down on on the remake in general and then again on the dismemberment and also playing those extra uh, effects that come with it um like slowing the character down etc making it so rather than just pulling it out front of them (coughs) excuse me uh, motive is adding depth to the mechanics by augmenting different weapons with unique properties depending on the type of enemy you use them on so for an example some firearms will shred specific enemies while others will simply stun them with regards to the ui elements rather than having numbers flying off your decomposing flows foes like a modern shooter say destiny 2 you'll in- instead see flesh and bone fall off very similar to Doom Eternal. The amount of meat on a monster will determine its remaining health, so you'll visibly be able to see what an appendage, when an appendage, sorry, is near to snapping off hot, which is both disgusting and ingenious. So, I'm pretty keen for this. 
Look, the thing that got me excited in a weird way and it made me laugh is uh, when they had they had there was a side by side shot right from like one yeah. shot from the twenty uh, two thousand eight Dead Space and then the now, and I'm like, oh, the hallways are longer. Like that was <laughs> that was the first thing I noticed because there was like a clear shuttered door, which means obviously loading times will be either better or non-existent. Um, they the guy looks a bit bulkier, like the the armor mm. seems a bit different. Uh, I think that it will be heavily. I think there will be some creative liberty taken here, and it's not going to be a shot-for-shot shot remake. And I think, you know, I can see in the differences in the armor and how it, it looks might be, be I don't think it should be a shot-for-shot shot remake anyway. I yeah. think it, it needs to have something added to it. Not that, obviously, Dead Space was the strongest of the trilogy, uh, so they, they're going to want to treat it with care, I think. Mm. I think they'll do it. I think uh, Motive will do it justice. Well, you'd, I'd certainly hope so. Like, I, I, I think... There is there is so much anticipation, there is so much mm. uh, demand and expectation oh, around yeah. whatever this becomes. That and if they're not giving it a hundred percent, I think they will be doing themselves a massive, massive detriment. Um, especially on the back of not just it's bad enough that they end up having to kill Visceral um, after all this because of EA's mistakes. So if yeah. they then follow this up with more mistake, uh, look, they're still not, they, uh, it's it's not going to go well. Is what is no, where, I'm, where I'm getting at. But we'll we'll wait and see on that. Mm. So as I alluded to earlier, a new trailer did drop for Deathloop earlier this week, uh, and it just shows off. It's a PS5 next gen immersion trailer, and it just shows off the features the game uh, the game will take advantage of for the uh, when using the DualSense controller. Uh, so Deathloop's signature use of the controller is detailed as weapon jams in the heat of action, uh, making pressing down the R2 button much, much tougher task. Every gun is also said to feel unique as Deathloop follows in the footsteps of Call of Duty uh, with all the different trigger feedbacks for uh, each independent gun, which is cool. Uh, haptic feedback also provides a more subtle touch, simulating footsteps and slides in turn with your movement in the game. Uh, the built-in speaker rounds out the feature list by blasting all, the, uh, blasting out the noises of the radio. Of course, the audio can be rerouted to to your headphones if you are wearing them. So it was a very quick, snappy two-minute trailer. It just showed like uh, it had a picture of the dual sense on screen. And it showed how the haptic feedback would rumble as you were walking, running, sliding through the hallways. Uh, it showed how the the trigger jams would work and how they would play uh, effect in in the game when 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 playing. It was very short, uh, very to the point. Um, yeah, it makes me excited for the game. Uh, I look. It, it's always fun to see how uh, how studios take advantage of the DualSense controller being such a unique piece of hardware in the gaming space at the moment uh and for the most part you know i personally thought it was going to be very gimmicky at the start i didn't think many people were going to actually use it i figured the extent was going to be that uh you the the uh the example that everyone gave at the time of as you pull a bowstring it gets harder and harder to pull i, I figured that was going to be the extent of that and yeah. i'm i'm so glad that it's not yeah, and it's also great that even uh, third parties are getting involved. Well, in this case, is a third-party exclusive. But yeah, it, it is a sign for the future. Uh, I hope it is continued to be supported uh, as well as it is. But it's, it's just more of a... We are still in that, that honeymoon window, I guess, 
it's an essentially of a, another year from now is when if it's still coming in, the, in a year from now I think then we're like okay this is going to be around for the for next for the for the for the foreseeable future of this generation yeah all right let's pick one so Horizon Forbidden West went up this week in terms of its pre-orders it's available now for pre-order on the PSN as well as physical stores like EB Games and your JB Hi-Fi's with that, they announced a number of different editions. There is the standard edition. There is the digital edition. There is the deluxe edition, the digital deluxe edition. And there were also two big fuck-off collector's editions, one called the collector's edition and one called the regalia edition. Uh, they come with two giant statues of the Thunder Tusk, which is the big mammothy looking fucker that we saw in uh, the last trailer. Uh, one is a st very standard version of it, where one is a, sort of a, a jacked up version with different color scheme as well as some additional things on top. Uh, they do both come with steel cases uh, and uh, the regalia comes with a little uh, uh, extra miniatures as well as a replica of the Focus, which is the little electronic device that Aloy has on her head. Uh, what is interesting though is that in these clicks edition, it comes with the digital only version. It appears from the information that we have that there is no hard disk coming in these boxes. Which is a bit fucked when they run it. Too so why are they? Are they? Why are they selling a steel case? Because people like collecting steel cases, apparently. So yeah, it's running at two ninety nine Australian for the collectors, which is the one I was able to get. I did try to get the regalia one, however, uh, it literally got taken from my cart as I was ordering it through JB. And thankfully, with EB having the other one, I just got through because they were like, "Hey, this goes live at this goes live at uh, eleven um, or ten? No, eleven. And. Uh, where JB was just like, here it is, which, which I got a message from Paul, uh, friend of the show, Paul James. He's like, go JB now. And, and then I got, I lost it in my cart as I was putting my PayPal details in, which is ball bags. But thankfully the other ones were good. Uh, the standard and special editions of the game will only have one version of the game, the PS4 version. So this is the thing. So one of the big beefs that they've been having is the upgrade path. So... The, the big fancy pants editions come with a PS5 version from my understanding. Both. It comes with both. Yes. You get a PS4 and a PS5 version. Yeah. yeah both. Where if you don't get the fuck off box, you just get the PS4 version. So the standard and the... From my understanding, and I could be wrong, but my understanding is the, the standard version and the the one up from the, from the standard are PS4 versions. Yeah. The Digital Deluxe has both, and then the two big collector's editions have both. Yeah, so like if you go to the... Yeah, it's... it's yeah. It's, there um, appears to be no free upgrade path from the PS4 to PS5 version. You either buy the PS4 version or you buy the version that it comes with both. Yeah. So there's obviously been a big state of contention throughout the, the Sony upgrade process. And uh, a lot of people have brought up the blog post mm. from Sony, which is still live from last year that states, quote, additionally, we know that the PS4 community will transition to PS5 at different times. And we're happy to announce PS4 versions of some of our exclusives. Marvel Spider-Man, Miles Morales, Sackboy, A Big Adventure, and Horizon Forbidden West will also launch on PlayStation 4. 
For these three games were designed to take advantage of the PlayStation 5 and its unique next-gen features like the ultra-high-speed SSD and DualSense controller, PS4 owners will also be able to enjoy these experiences when they launch. The PS4 digital versions of launch games include a free upgrade on both PS5 consoles, while the PS4 disc version of these games include a free upgrade on the PS5 with the Ultra HD Blu-ray disc drive. Yeah, so it's very clear now, that at one point it, in time, that, that's what they were offering. Well, see, my thing is, it specifically says... Uh... Well, yeah, the, uh, the digital versions yeah. make sense. Because mm. digital, super easy. But they're like, it, it, yeah, to me, that's very clear. While the PS4 ver- PS4 disc versions of these games include the up- a free upgrade on the PS5. So what, what was the thing that you, the wording that you were getting caught on? Oh, no, no, it's, it's all right. Uh, the, the one that I saw, it, it says... Uh, launch titles not when they launch yeah so the and, one i saw and, was launch titles as and well like, and like horizon is not a launch title not even close it's launching in 2022 it is not a launch title but this this does like i i ripped this straight from the playstation blog and it does specifically say the ps4 digital versions of launch games include a free upgrade yeah, there you go. It does say there. The PS4 digital versions of launch games, not when games launch. It's yeah. of launch games. And I would argue that Horizon is not a launch game. Not even close. So in terms of that exact wording, yeah, I can't fault that shit in an instant, right? Like it's like, it is not a launch game. And like there, there is going to come a time where these free upgrade paths aren't a thing. Like the, the problem that these free upgrades have, I understand why they do it because it makes sense, but it, it does create a precedent. And that precedent is dangerous because if you, and it's the same precedent that, that, that Xbox have made with Game Pass. Because if the one day that something doesn't come to Games Pass, they're all like, oh, why is it coming to Games Pass? What do you mean I have to pay 70 bucks for this? That is the scenario because they've, they've created a, a situation and established, have established a pattern of behavior that's, that's this way. Or and like now, it's once again, PlayStation haven't established a free upgrade path. None of them. It's been ten bucks, US. Yeah. It appears that this is an escalation of that to a whole fucking price of a game. That is different. If they were like, it's not a free upgrade path. It's ten bucks. That I'm okay with because that that they there is no switch in precedent there. In saying that, my understanding is there's a ten dollar US difference between the deluxe edition and the so to to buy the the PS4 version I think was sixty US to buy the the edition that comes with both PS5 and PS4 is seventy dollars. Yeah, so there it's, you go. It's still, it's still a ten dollar upgrade. You just have to buy them both to begin with. You can't buy the PS4 version and then in a year's time go. I have my PS5 now. I want to upgrade it. It's like, no, you, sh- you should have paid the $10 to begin with. Now you have to repurchase the entire game. Well, because like that like that same hurdle is, is being seen now across with Ghost of Tsushima and Death Stranding. Mm. Like if you bought the game, like an example is a friend of ours, uh, you know, uh, a Jason from the DualSense pod. Like he he has a digital PS5 and he had obviously had uh, had ghost uh, sorry he had ghost of Tsushima or death stranding one of the two physically he can't put that disc in no and it uses the disc to, as a drm check exactly so he has again. no way of getting his 10 dollar upgrade 
for either Ghost Tsushima or or Death Stranding. It's not possible. Pardon me. So he is doing this. He literally has to buy the full game again. Now, I don't know. I, I sit. I. I sit in this weird middle ground on this in the way that I understand the decision. I understand the um, what the decisions that Sony are making here in terms of just buy the deluxe edition. That's what you got to do. Like, that's what the version is. If you want the PS4 version, that's that's it, right? Yes, it's forward planning. Like, well, I don't have a PS5 yet, so I'm playing on PS4. Like, but do you have a plan on having it one day? Why don't you just buy this? Yeah, they are, they are not removing the options here, and to go to coincide with that, I also get frustrated around the expectation and slash potential entitlement of the of of gaming, of the gamers, with the idea of like we should get a fucking free upgrade path. Like, no, like it's been, it, it, if anything, it's been a a kindness gesture, right, or a customer serving gesture. It should not be the standard. And like, yes, so many companies, because they wanted to do that, have made that bad. Like they've made the idea of paying for an upgrade bad. The difference the, the difference is I want to point out that a lot of the a lot of the places that have done the free upgrades make a shitload of their money off the microtransactions in their games. Yep. So they can recoup those costs quite easily. Uh with Sony games, they are selling you a game. And generally, because most most Sony games are third-party single-player action-adventure games, they're not littered with microtransactions. Once you've bought that game, that is it. That's that's the money they're getting from you for that title. Whereas Call of Duty, you're buying your battle passes each. But even season. then, but even then, they are now point. transitioning to the idea of you have to pay for the upgrade. Mm-hmm. Same as FIFA, right? Like it's that's happening. It's the time has changed. I mean, technically forever you've been playing for an upgrade of fifa you pay it every year when you buy the next bloody game hmm. that's, that's what you're doing you're paying a hundred dollars a year for the upgrade yeah however i do complete in some other ways i do completely understand the frustration and i side with them on that they clearly have stated in the in the quote that you have pulled out here that these three titles, Marvel, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, Sackboy, Big Adventure, and Horizon for- for- Forbidden West will also launch on PS4. While these three games were designed to take whatever, right? Like, they've clearly named the three games. They've delivered those three games. And, sorry, and they've, they've said, these three titles will not have paid upgrades. Hmm. That is fucked. And that now they're going directly against that wording. That's fucked. That that's bullshit. A, it's dishonest for one, and two, it's, well, again, it's a bit shit. Again, I don't. Th- you can argue that they haven't, because if you continue the quote, it says PlayStation Four owners can enjoy those games when they launch, and the PS Four digital versions of launch games will include a free upgrade to PS Five. Yeah, like, like th- there is very particular it's, it's wording not, there. It's not saying that when those three games launch, you will get a free upgrade. It's that any launch game that comes out on both will be upgradable for mm. free. But after that, you know. But yeah, it is it is the, the it is misleading to to mention but those it, three and then in the same like it's it's a very weird structured paragraph. So I can understand I think, the confusion. Think, on a technicality on a technicality you are correct. And I fucking love technicalities. But like you yeah. Well I think that the this this 
the reason for this paragraph was like we're not forgetting about our ps4 user base you are still going to be able to play these games you're not going to miss out but if you do happen to get a launch console and you've already bought these on ps4 we're going to bump them up for you because it's not your fault you didn't know you were going to get a ps5 yeah and that's fair but for a game that's coming out in 2022 so a year and a half later if a not- year and a half after launch you either know if you've got a ps5 or you don't and you're either going to buy the ps4 version or you're going to buy which <laughs> i agree buddy buddy puts in the chat sony called it quote dual entitlement yeah it's a bit shit and it, it is such a, it is a very condescending name for it you either buy one or you buy both for the extra ten dollars but additionally like this is the other thing right like every other generation this has never been a problem never and like the whole idea of uh oh i don't don't have a ps5 so why can't i play horizon you know an example say like oh horizon's coming to ps5 like but i don't have a ps5 what would you fucking do you know i mean like that happened with the xbox happened with the ps3 happened with the wii happened you know like i'm sorry that's just how it's always been does that mean that's good no but it's a circumstance like if they're rating a new generation and they're like hey this game's only coming to new generation like hey but i have you know but i have a ps2 like yes but it's a ps5 game but i can't play it like well yeah because it's a ps5 game like what part of that don't you understand Mm. and that's that same like there is that argument here and that's how i'm seeing this right it's like you i'm sorry too bad like i understand yes a pandemic happened in that interim yes i understand stock shortages but as far as i can remember every single time they've relaunched a console it wasn't just walk off the shelf and buy it Mm. as far as my personal experience has always been once again very anecdotal because it's just me they've always been near on unavailable not for 18 not for like a year on plus later that's a bit different but it took, it, took, it took me six months to get my ps4 after launch exactly you know it's it it is weird like i understand that my stance comes from a place of entitlement because i have one <laughs> yeah you know? look at the end of the day they there is development costs going into a ps5 version of the game it deserves to be i'm not even a big fan of the developmental cost argument right Mm. because as i said there are so many other avenues that that people make money now like the idea is like well well, game isn't worth 60 bucks anymore like yeah there's so much other ways for income to come Mm. in that that argument i have an issue with my issue with my issue is not about the price itself i'm not like well game should be 70 dollars no no not that at all like i'm you know whatever things change over time prices increase over time that's just inflation like that is ba- like relatively basic economics i'm not even a fucking smart person i understand that so the same thing that i bought x amount of years ago is not valued at the same as it is now because that just that does not how it works but yeah this expectation that comes around like give me the like i want the free benefit that's what bums me out what shits me off. Uh, let's talk some quick, bit, quick bits, Ryan. Naughty Dog borrowed infamous Second Son assets to help with Last of Us 2. That's why uh, fucking Cole just just rocks up later in later in the game. Spoilers, no, by the way. I mean, the, the, the games are both set in the same location, yeah, and they kind of 
yeah, they so they basically went, hey, we're not going to use any of these assets. We just want to have a look at them, see how the how it's built out. Um, we're gonna cool. I guess that's that's the benefit of working in Sony Studios. You get to share resources, assets, all that fun stuff. Uh, Death Stranding director's cut to debut its final trailer next week, which we alluded to earlier. And lastly, Beat Saber has added Skrillex to its lineup. Now I've added which... a cu- I've added a couple other here as well. So yeah, sorry, sorry yeah. Beat Saber. That's dope. Um, yeah. because Skrillex is like that seems like the the right kind of like tempo and um delivery, um which is cool. So I've also added to this. So Norman Reedus has hinted at Death Stranding two in a Brazilian interview this week. Mm-hmm. I don't know. No, that might get you excited. Would you want a Death Stranding two? Didn't we speak about this last week? I don't think I we did. Uh, I did two. Uh, I yeah, did I'm two. Pretty- pleasure, I did two patient pods last week. So I don't remember. <laughs> um, no, I'd be keen to. Uh, a lot of people were like, uh, maybe he's just referencing uh, the director's cut, but that wouldn't make sense in the context of the interview. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd be super keen for more Death Stranding. I'd be super keen for more Norman Reedus. I was reading an article earlier, uh, I think it was yesterday, uh, that Kojima pitched a game to Mads Mikkelsen called Mads Max. Because <laughs> he just wants to make, he just wants to hang out more with Mads, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> make cool shit. <laughs> uh, and additionally, the the new PS5 models that have that have rocked up in Australia, which we did talk about them arriving here yeah. in Australia, uh, with them being three hundred grams lighter, it appears that a big part of that is their fucking heatsink. Uh, so these yeah, bastards so run hotter. They they're three hundred grams lighter and run five degrees hotter. <laughs> As someone that had a PS5 at launch, that was the, the reason it fucking shit itself was because it kept overheating. That concerns me so bad. Yeah, they took out 300 grams of the heatsink and changed some of it to aluminium. Over I copper, I think it was. Yeah. Copper, yeah. I look at that and I go, oh no. Because <laughs> I, I spent my first couple of days pumping an air conditioner into my PS5 just to make it turn on so I could reset it to send it off. You know what I mean? Like, that has me worried now granted like yeah i saw the, the video like has heat pumping out the back and it's, it's pumping heat out the back at five degrees hotter or whatever that's good that's where the heat's supposed to be fucking out the back of it so it's it's wait and see because i don't know how many are out in the wild at the moment but wait and see um before we jump into the top 10 best lane games i just want to jump in on a point that buddy adds in the uh in the chat uh, he go. They comment simple. Just eliminate the standard sixty dollars and charge seventy dollars for every everything PS4 and PS5. Then people would be pissed. Yeah, they would be. People are people are pissed regardless. Uh, yeah. yeah. So there is the there in in the world that we have right now. In because we live in a society, as the expression always says. Um, everyone's just mad at fucking everything. So yeah. like, pick your battle and then go with it. Because what'll happen is everyone will crack the shit and then end up paying it anyway. Everyone that cracked the shits about Activision are probably going to buy Call of Duty. I wonder, because if you're buying... I know we, we finished through this topic, but in those editions where you get the dual entitlement... Are they giving you two separate codes? Because they would be two separate SKUs for a PS4 and a well, PS5 Well, you have to keep version. you have to keep the code until it releases. And PS, that's a bit until you get a PS5. That's a bit weird. Well, I'm just I'm just. Oh, like, actually, I, like, potential. Can, can I, can I don't I, think like, so. Pass, like, can I can I pass on that that PS4 code and use my PS5? No, nah, I, I don't think so. Because when I've put codes in for a PS5 game, it's given us both versions. 
True. So it's probably just it's the same way. It just means you're redeeming a you're technically redeeming the PS5 version on your PS4. That makes sense, right? Uh, oh, and Buddy also confirms that there are plenty in the wild around the the B chassis, like the the, the new version of the PS5. But we'll wait, yeah. we'll, we'll wait and see what is on the, on the return policy around that because I know they'd have to go through their retailer first and then potentially through to Sony Direct or vice versa. No, I think it's I don't know. Wait, wait and see if there's any any history. Look, because look, maybe the heat the heat sink is less because it runs better. You know, maybe you know because presumably this is being built out of that that Taiwan factory compared to just Foxconn. That you know there was the chipset were different there. Maybe they run better. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not that fucking smart. Through Sony first. Well, there you go, Sony. Like so, therefore, we will never know what the, the actual return rate is because why would Sony ever give that information out? All right, so here are the top 10 best-selling PS4 games for the weekend in the 29th of August. Uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 3. Uh, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 at number 9. 8 is FIFA 21. Number 7 is Battlefront 2. Number 6, Madden uh, 22. Number 5, Gran Turismo Sport. Number 4, Need for Speed Heat. Number 3, God of War. Number 2, Aliens. uh, Was it Fireteam Elite? I can't got to zoom in. Yep. Uh, and yeah, number yeah. one for the sixth week in a row, almost uh, GTA Five. Uh, upcoming titles for this week: we have uh, Golf Club Wasteland coming to PlayStation Four September third, Kataria Fables PS Four PS Five September third, Sonic Colors Ultimate PS Four September seven, Fist Forged in Shadow Torch PS Four September seven. Oh wait, is that out this week? Apparently, oh, get out. Nice. Uh, we have Struggling PS Four September eight. Ultra Age PS4 September 9th. Uh, Blood Rain Betrayal Fresh Bites PS4 PS5 September 9th. Life is... Oh, no, that got pushed, didn't it? Life, Life is Strange, Strange got pushed, yeah. Yeah, got pushed. Uh, Tales of Arise PS4 PS5 September mm. 10th. Farming! And Lost in Random PS4 PS5 September 10th. Oh, NBA shit! 2K22 PS4 PS5 September 10th. Oh, well, because you you've mentioned some some uh, September third ones there, which at time of this goes up, the time of recording that was yesterday, and it's it's, it's been out. Oh yeah, uh, Golf Club Wasteland is out. Um, it it looks pretty interesting. It's cool. Buddy swears by it in the chat too, as an example. Um, so Brad, uh, Lost in Random. I, that's that cool fucking dice really creepy cool looking dice game. game. I need to wrap things. Up. I can just I can hear my my daughter losing her little mind. Oh no. All right, well, that well, it's oh, this is like a near on two hour it's show. A, yeah. Jesus Christ! Yeah, all right, well, let's get this fucking done. Thank you all for joining us this week. I uh, hope you all had a lovely time. It's been always, it's always fun doing the show. Max, send this home. This PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at eight AM on podcast services, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and nine AM on those YouTubes. If you'd like to take part in future conversations with us, come check out our socials: Facebook, Discord, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those links can be found in the description below. Wait, what was, the, what was the fucking thing? I got distracted by my phone. Oh, uh, if you want to join the conversation as it happens, head over to twitch.tv slash popcoldress where you can watch us record this show live, where you can jump in the chat and become part of the show. If you want to support the show, you can. Tell your friends, tell your family about this PlayStation pod. 
If you are on a, if you are on podcast services, please give us a five star rating and a written review. If you are on YouTube, sure to like, subscribe, leave a comment below, and we'll endeavor to answer every single comment. If you want to support us financially, you can at patreon.com slash the pop cultures, as well as our merchandise store of culture.com slash shop where you can buy shirts, other assorted shit with our logos on it. And until we return next week, uh, we talk about the results of the showcase. I'll probably re- I'll probably live stream it for funsies. I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And that was for the players. Go rescue your child, Max.